Hey, hey, what up, everybody? Tim Castleman here, and welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. Hello, how are you? How's it going? I'm actually recording this podcast a day early because I am about to hop on a jet plane here in about two hours and head out to San Diego, California, or as uh, we refer to it in the movie, Anchorman, a whale's vagina, California, and uh, partake in the next exciting three days of learning and action with the Traffic and Conversion Summit. Now, I know a lot of listeners know that we do our world-famous notes. Uh, I say world-famous because literally we have thousands of people order these from all over the world who can't attend it. Or uh, we also get a lot of people at the actual event who buy our notes because they are there, but they can't catch everything, and they can't be in three places at the same time. So I'm flying my entire staff out there. I'm actually bringing a buddy along with me um, so that, uh, that we can make sure that everything is covered. So before I begin today's podcast, if you want to grab our traffic and conversion notes go to and you got to spell this all out right traffic and conversion summit notes.com traffic and conversion summit notes.com all right there are 27 american dollars that get you access to this year's that get you access to every other year's uh or every previous this is i think our either our fourth or fifth time i can't remember and it gets you access to a private buyers only webinar with yours truly where i will be there hung over and jet lagged i'm sure and tell you about all the amazing exciting things i took away from traffic and conversion personally normally we sell that as an upsell for 17 bucks. This year I said, you know what? Let's just include it. Let's just give it to the people for free because I don't like making money apparently, right? Uh, not only that, um, you know, we are limiting my sales to a thousand sales internally because there are only a thousand spots on the webinar. I want to make sure everybody has a chance to do that. So traffic and conversion summitnotes.com. Go pick up your traffic and conversion notes and they will be, you'll get the, um, the previous years instantly and then you'll get the other, uh, or this year's, you know, the one I'm flying out to. Hello, brain. Uh, you'll get that, uh, delivered to you at the very first of March because believe it or not, it takes a, a lot of time. Okay, A lot of time to do these notes. Not only does it take the three days we're there, then we go home, we punch them up, we talk them, we have an editor. I mean, there is an entire process behind the scenes. Um, and that's why these things are world famous. And that's why I love doing them for you. And that's why I'm abandoning my family for a week to go to San Diego, California and hang out with the stars and the sun and have a great time. So there you go. Great to be back. Great to be doing another edition. That's why I'm doing this early because I didn't want to disappoint you. I didn't want to get you all excited and warmed up and hot and bothered that I was back, baby, and then take a week off. So no days off for this guy. Um, today, I would like to talk about the number one frustration in my business right now. It's the thing that I think is giving me huge headaches lately, a lot of stress, lack of sleep. It's just my number one bane of existence. I mean, I was up till 4.30 this morning, uh, got about three hours of sleep, and then got back up uh, just because this has been on my mind for the last several weeks because I know I'm about to have to deal with it. So I am affectionately calling this edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast, right? Dumpster Fire, Drama Queens, Deadbeats, and the Filipino Wrecking Crew. So here's what today is all about, and here's the number one frustration in my business. I cannot hire good people, right? I have been 
on a warpath and through a just a whole brigade of people in my time in internet marketing. All right, um, and I, I want to share my experiences. This is not a how-to. This is a things to avoid because I truly believe this. I, I really do. I'm not, you know, I'm a I'm a believer in karma. Okay, you know, I, I don't think that like if you kick a guy in the face today, you're going to get a kick. But I feel like you know. Every once in a while, that pendulum has to swing backwards. That's part of the reason I don't have kids, honestly, because I was a terrible child, and I don't want that inflicted upon myself. So I tell you that to tell you this. I was a horrible employee, okay? I was, it was all about me, me, me. It was all about I worked 9 to 5, not a minute earlier, not a minute later. It was, it was just self-centered, and I was just a terrible employee um, because I always wanted to do my own thing and be my own boss. Turns out that was the best thing that could ever happen. A million dollars later, I'm like, hey, you know what? You're doing okay, but I feel like I'm paying for a lot of that uh, in my hiring situation. So today is going to be a what not to do along with some hilariously funny stories of ineptitude on my part and on the people that I hire. And at the end, I'm probably end with a plea for help and maybe a little crying of like, dear God, someone help me, right? Please, please let me figure out the secret of hiring good people so that I don't have to do this all myself. So I would tell you this, okay? In my opinion, and, and you know what? I, I know I'm going to have some formal assistants, uh, former assistants listening to this and they're going to get upset and they know my phone number and email address and you can vent anytime you want, all right? Because I'm just going to tell the truth from my opinion since I was the guy hiring, firing, and writing the checks. So in my opinion, I have only successfully hired one great VA. That's actually not true. I've hired two great VAs. One turned out to be amazing. The other one flamed out in spectacular fashion uh, the first full week uh, that she worked for me. So let me tell you how I fucked this up in the past, all right? Because these are common mistakes, and these are mistakes you need to avoid because I've made them all for you. So don't be stupid like I was. Let's just learn from my mistakes, all right? First thing is this, okay? The first thing is this. You cannot hire the cheapest option. All right. When I first started, I like a lot of outsourcers or a lot of um, uh, offline marketers and marketers in general were like, oh, man, I totally, I totally, I totally got to hire the cheapest person possible. So let's go overseas and let's go, um, you know, to foreign countries, you know, where maybe the, the Internet's unstable. Maybe the language barrier is an issue. Maybe there's cultural differences. And let's hire someone. And I, I remember this clear as day. I remember hiring a lady, my very first VA, for $2.50. 46 cents an hour. I gave her no instructions. I expected her to do everything with no guidance or that. And, and shockingly, as I say this, okay, it did not work out. By the way, another, I'll just let you in. Another reason I'm recording this is I'm actually talking this out loud so that hopefully my brain will line some shit up and be like, hey, maybe when you hire one of these people, you should talk to them, right? So it just didn't work out. All right, it just didn't work out. I had a couple of VAs, and at that time I really didn't need a VA. But I, I thought, well, it's a cool thing. Uh, everyone's doing it, so let's, you know, let's get one. So I, I burned through a couple of Filipino VAs very quickly. Um, a, lo- a lot of issues with that. Okay, the time difference was one. The fact that they. The English is not their first language, so they need explicit instructions. I'm not a, you know, it's very tough for me to sit down and be like, put the blue spot on the red. You know, it's just, that's that's annoying and, and frustrating to me, and I got better shit to do. I mean, just being completely honest with you, right? I got better shit to do than train, although that is a critical part of it. So I didn't do a good job training. I expected them to be jack of all trades, all right? 
Did not work out. Okay, that sucks. All right, whatever. Um, and then uh, I, I'm in a business partnership, right? Um, and I'm like, man, we need to hire a virtual assistant. So one night, uh, I can't remember if I was in like a chat room, like a marketing chat room. Get your mind out of the gutter, right? I was, I was at Hooters. And uh, no, I was there. And I started hitting it off with this lady. Um, and she was in a real desperate situation, right? She was trying to get a divorce. She had a son with some special needs. And she was looking for for a little help, a little way to make some money. So I, of course, instantly, you know, fall in love, uh, quote unquote, right, and want to help and rescue this person, all right? So there's going to be a lot of things I want you to learn from. But one thing I want you to learn from me, and I didn't even realize it until this past year, is you cannot rescue somebody, Okay, you cannot rescue someone. And this will be a, this will be something you're going to hear me repeat over and over because it took me many times to learn this lesson. But, you know, I was impressed with this girl. She had some skills and ability. But the problem was that her life, for lack of a better term, was a dumpster fire. Okay, she had an ex that was crazy, right? She had no money. She had a son that was special needs, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you know, obviously that's a drain on the resources, emotionally, physically, time and all that. And the biggest thing was she was used to it. I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I, I don't think she didn't, uh, She, it's not that she didn't want to improve her situation. I just think she was kind of used to it. And because of that, um, you know, people tend to stay where they're comfortable, whether they like it or not. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Okay, so what happens is me and my business partner, we hire her, and then it's like, oh, yeah, um, I need a phone. So we actually, like, FedEx her a phone. Oh, my computer's broke, right? And, and, like, we're, like, doing therapy with this girl every week trying to help her out of her situation. My business partner's like, hey, listen, here's some t- things when things went really bad, and here's how I got my shit together. And we tried to help this girl. But guess what? Guess what? She wasn't in a position to help herself, Right? So that's that flamed out spectacularly, right? It just was one of those things where it was like, hey, you know, I, I think we got to go. I think you should go. I just don't think this is a good fit. So at the end of the day, now VA number 9000 is gone, okay? Then we hire, I hire a local guy uh, right here in Lubbock, Texas, because I think, oh, if I work locally, but we just weren't a good fit. The personality didn't click. Um, there were just some other issues that just did not click for us. It just didn't click for us, and it sucked, frankly. I mean, it just did, and I wasn't impressed uh, uh, by it, so we made a quick transition from that. I mean, that lasted, uh, that, that was shorter than, you know, like, I don't know, dinner with your wife on Valentine's Day. I mean, it just did not go well. But then, but then, but then, I hit the mother load. See, my friend Brad Goss had had done some consulting with a young and talented lady, Paula Steen. uh, And uh, Paula, it turns out, was looking for a VA position. So I brought her on uh, and basically, you know, welcomed her into the company. And here's what stuck out about Paula, right? Two things I'll, I'll, I'll just remember. Like, we initially talked, okay? Uh, and things went good and, and, you know, I felt, felt comfortable and stuff like that. But then, you know, I got busy. I'm lazy. I, I just forgot about it. And she followed up with me and she wasn't mean. She was, she was like, Hey, are you still needing a VA? And I was like, yeah, actually we are. Thank you for following up. So we hired her part-time to begin with. Um, 
And the other thing that stuck out with me was there was something she needed. She needed an optimized press key or something. I don't even remember what she needed. But here was the thing. She needed it. I was not there to give it to her. She went and found it on her own and told me about it afterwards. She was like, hey, I need this optimized key press or whatever, optimized press key. There we go, English. Maybe the two hours of sleep is catching up with me. And she was like, hey, I found it. Relax. Go have a good day. All right? So I I just, I don't know, I was immediately at ease with her. And I felt like she really cared and was concerned about our business and wanted our business to grow just as much as we wanted our business to grow. So when the business partnership, right, when I decided to terminate my business partner, right, I was like, Paula, I want you, right? I dib you. I'm going to lick your forehead, right? We're going to get matching tattoos and we're going to do that. And my business partner at the time wasn't at a place that he could afford to pay attention, let alone a, a VA. So he just kind of let her go and she came to work for me full-time. Now, I probably didn't need her full-time at that, but I wanted to make a commitment to her because I truly believe if you make a commitment and investment in other people, nine times out of ten, right, it's going to fuck you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nine times out of ten, that's going to come back to you. Okay, so Paula and I started working exclusively uh, probably in October 2012, right? And um, we just we hit it off. I, I don't, I can't explain it to you. I, I can't give you any tangibles. We have a similar communication style. We have a similar um, love language, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a minute. Which sounds crazy. You're like a VA love language, Tim. I didn't know this was gonna be like sexual harassment 101. Don't worry. Not possible, right? Um, so, but we just hit it off. And, and I'll be honest, right? After I dissolved the partnership, there were some really, really dark days. I would say probably up until December of 2013, I pretty much hated life on a daily fucking basis. I didn't hate life, but things were not good for me personally, right? I was doing a lot of self-improvement and discovery and finding my center and drinking my herba tea and communicating with nature and all of its fuck that right I was working on some shit that needed to be worked on right I was trying to better myself but that was knocking me down for days and weeks at a time in addition to remember that business partner that I told you I fired yeah that guy apparently got the hint after I fired him that work was going to be required to be successful Right and he, and to his credit and full credit and I will give him one hundred percent he has worked his ass off all right and that guy has become a huge um, name in the industry and a huge so I don't want to say a celebrity but he's been extremely successful right some would even say more successful than me which is awesome and amazing and great and I I truly am happy for him I'm extremely disappointed I never got to see that side of him when we worked together and I'm extremely disappointed that suddenly he became brilliant the day after I fired him, right? Not to mention uh, several other things that I'm disappointed with, but all in all, right, I got Paula, so I won. So Paula and I are clipping along. We're doing awesome, right? All this depression and just bad shit happens, and I'm, you know, my life is in turmoil. My wife is traveling all the time for work, which I come to find out, like, hey, the thing about being married is I like us to be in the same place. So all this crazy stuff's going on, and Paula is practically running the business, right? Because I'm just like, Paula, I need you to handle it. I need you to take care of it. I need to go sleepy sleep for 22 hours a day. And then when I'm up for those two hours, go talk about my feelings and then go right back to bed, right? So Paula runs everything for the business. Well, 
then in 2014, right? Uh, yeah, it was the beginning of yeah, 2014. Ugh, what a year. Okay, uh, so 2014, we actually coincidentally go out to traffic and conversions. We have a bang up time. We have a great time uh, about that. Um, and um, actually, you know what? I want to stop because it's my podcast and I want to go back for a second and talk about a funny story about Paula. So Paula was working for me and, and two other internet marketers part-time, right? And Paula is a lot like me that she has a limited bandwidth and capacity like we all do to juggle multiple projects. And can you imagine three ADD, ill-prepared mofos trying to get her to do shit last minute at the same time like all of us were? And I could tell it was stressing her out. So I'm out at traffic and conversions and I'm talking to people about it. I'm like, man, I don't want to lose this girl like she's amazing she's awesome she helps my business tremendously i'm blessed to have her in my business i'm blessed to have her in my life and by doing that i was able to talk to some people like i hope to do this week and the guy gave me um a guy i wish i remember your name sir i'm terrible with names don't don't blame it on the 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 drugs or the alcohol okay it's not that at all i'm sure it's just getting older right um but he said hey man you know here's what i would do so i remember we were going to do a base plus commission if i remember correctly so i stumble in uh to the denny's restaurant i have uh, dinner with james dyson and then i retreat to the restroom right uh take a piss there um and while i'm taking a piss right i want you to get that visual just holding that huge horse cock in my hands by horse cock i mean pony Shetland. But anyway, right? Uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm like rehearsing my pitch to Paula. I'm like, Paula, you're really important to the company and I really want you to be part of the team and here's how I want to pay you and here's what I want to do for you and all that. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds really good, man. And from the, from the shitter, I hear some guy go, dude, if she doesn't take the job, I'll take it. And I have no idea who that person was because I ran out there, pants around my ankles. I was like, help me, help me, boogeyman in the deal, right? So uh, I go back to Paula. Uh, I wake her up in the middle of the night. And Paula, here's the deal. I want to hire you. And she's like, Tim, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I know. I know. I know. I just got to get this out now while I've got it fucking rehearsed and remembered. And the rest is history. So she practically helps me uh, rebuild myself, okay? And I will publicly state that, you know, without Paulistine, there probably would not be a Castleman Consulting. And I would even go as far to say at days and times in my life over the past two years, Without Paula, there would be no Castleman Consulting. But there also, with a fairly high probability, would, would have been no more Tim Castleman. Because at that point, 49-51 either way. Some days live, some days permanent rest. So I owe a lot to Paula, uh, and I'm very fiercely protective and loyal of her uh, and will forever be in debt for what she's done. So 2013, towards the end of it, right, I go out to Marketer's Mansion, and that was kind of – I don't want to say that was rock bottom because that wasn't, but it was like – at the end of it, I was kind of like, dude, you got to get your shit together. Like, you're a grown-ass man. You know, you got responsibilities. The days of playing are over. Like, you, you got to get out of this fucking funk and do something with your life. Um, so I, I started doing that. And 2014 was a tremendous year for us, okay? Um, so we start growing up and blowing up, right? We start making it on average. We're making about $1,000 a day. And I'm like, fuck yeah, the YOLO. You know, this is great. Now it's time to expand. So... 
I meet another young lady. By the way, I, I have a tendency to hire women. I, I, I think it's because I like um, I like the emotion of it. You know, like like they understand, right? If a guy, if I just did what I just did on the podcast and cried, you know, like a, a guy would be like, dude, you're being a bitch. Stop it, right? If if you know if Lo Silva was my assistant, which would never happen, he'd be like, dude, listen, I'm gonna go get you a green smoothie, then I, then I'm out, right? Um, so anyway, long story short, um, I, I start getting my shit together. I want to expand, so I, I I meet this other lady. I don't even remember how I met her. All right, I don't even remember how I met her, but uh, I did meet her, and we had uh, we hit it off. And I happened to be out in California for. Um, for some fun and she lived there and I was like, hey, listen, here's the deal. Um, instead of paying you a fair and equitable salary, I want to pay you a really low, shitty salary, but I want to mentor you, right? So basically I want to uh, give you a paid apprentice position and what I want you to do for me is work for me in my business and I'll pay you this low salary and it's great because I don't have to pay you what I probably should be paying you, right? Because I'm going to mentor you because that's what you say you want because you say you want to be an internet marketer. Shockingly, shockingly, it did not work out well for a variety of reasons, okay? Um, not personality. Our personalities didn't click. She she is a master planner, you know, and has a 12-step checklist like how to, you know, change a tire or get gas or anything like that. Um, I, I just, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow, let alone six weeks from now. So we just kind of butted head and I moved her to different positions of the company, but unfortunately I just couldn't find one that was for her. So then I'm like, okay, well maybe this part-time thing doesn't work. Um, so you know what, uh, I, and maybe this internet marketing, so I'm going to go out. So I go out, I hire someone, or I put an ad on, on Odesk, I have Paula interviewer, I interviewer, we think we found the right person, it becomes apparent probably within the first 60 to 90 days that we have picked the wrong person. Because despite the resume, despite the glowing letters of recommendation, despite the, the self-hype and praise, right, she never materialized. I mean, I remember, this is when I knew I had to let her go. Like, we were in a meeting in the beginning of September, and I wanted her to review something, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I really want to review that before it's November. It's like September 2nd. I'm like, whoa, 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 sweetheart. Like, we have to make money now. So September is September. We're going to make the money now, not in October. Okay, not to mention another living situation that was a dumpster fire, you know, tons of personal drama, all that. It's just like, here's the, the mistake I made with the majority of the people that I hired, okay? Um, should I start that now or should I – you know what? I'm going to tell you the final VA I hired, then I'm going to go over all the crap, all right? And I hope you like story time with Uncle Tim and I hope you're you're realizing like just how – shitty of a hire I am okay so then that person flames out I'm like fuck it I want nothing to do with it and then a buddy's like hey you should email your list so I email my list I post on social media I'm hiring I want a full time VA but this time bitches I'm going to do it right I'm going to pay them more money than I've ever paid them before right I'm going to make sure they got training we're going to have some transitional time we're going to do X we're going to do Y we're going to do Z we're going to do it all right I got legal paperwork drawn up that's a legal contract and this and X you know like I'm going to do all that stuff, 
right, just like everybody tells you to do. And I do it, and we work, and we're great, and we're awesome. And then as Paula starts to transition out of the company, the first week, the first week, this person was a VA full-time for me without Paula being there. At the end of the week, they go, oh, uh, yeah, um, listen, I'm going to need a pay raise because I clearly undervalued myself when I told you this was the salary I wanted to work for you. And if you don't give me that pay raise now, I'm going to quit. You know, I'm giving you my two weeks notice. Now, what's hilarious about this is, you know, this was at the time the only income this person had coming in. Okay, income that was sorely, uh, or sorely needed due to their personal financial situation. So it, it baffled my mind, but I can't have inmates running the asylum, and I'm certainly not going to have my salary dictated me to some, by somebody you know, who's only worked for me full-time for a week. Now, don't get me wrong. She'd been paid for full-time since November, but this was her first full-time without Paula, whether it was just me and her, and she flamed out spectacularly. Uh, she got fired, uh, let go, terminated, whatever, whatever the fancy HR term is for, she got reassigned to the unemployment line, right? So she's out of the company. She's gone. So now I'm back with part-time Paula and myself. Let's all take a breath. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Man, I just like, even saying it out loud, I'm just like, holy shit. I, I mean, the amount of time and money I've spent, I've invested learning how not to do this. I mean, this podcast is $10,000 and a year in the making. Okay, I'm just telling you straight up. So let me tell you what my big mistakes were as I believe them to be and how I hopefully plan on fixing it for the next time I'm silly enough to think, you know what I want is more staff, right? The first thing, the first thing, the first thing is no more dumpster fires, right? No more dumpster fires. I didn't understand as an employee why people asked about your personal life and stuff. And I know people about there be like, oh, excuse me, according to HR regulation 4-1, you can't ask me these questions. Well, according to Tim Castleman and the fact that I signed the fucking check, I'm going to ask you whatever question I want. And if you have a problem with that, then you can feel free not to fucking work here. Okay? I'm not going to get into your personal business. I'm not going to ask you what color your panties are, by the way, black brief cut, right? Honor of 50 shades of gray, right? So I'm not going to do that, but I need to know what your personal situation was. Okay. Uh, the VA in the Philippines, I never even got to know them long enough. Okay. Paula's situation. Great level, steady relationship. All right. Son, things to work for, needed money to live, like to be able to eat and pay bills. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, the, the, the lady I decided to mentor one never took advantage of that. I mean, that's crazy to me. Cause I'm like, let's say I've sold a million dollars worth of products online. Maybe you might want to ask me a question or two. Uh, and I even offered it after I let her go, by the way, I was like, Hey, look, that offer still stands. Right. Um, so long story short, um, she had an unstable relationship, had a boyfriend where she had to do a bunch of traveling, right? Live with her mom. Just, it just wasn't right. The other, the, the, the VA I replaced her with, uh, lived with her dad, uh, or one of the dads. They, it just was a constant, like, bam, you know, and the first VA I hired, uh, with my old business partner, you know, it was like, yeah, we're, we're on the run and hiding from my ex-husband. It was just like, holy sh, it was like, I was basically going to a Maury Povich casting. At, at points, I really do feel like this as I think about this. Okay, I was going to like a Maury Povich uh, casting and be like, which is your most broken soul here? I shall rescue them. And you know what? That's 100% on me. And here's why I did it. Because for me to get validation 
and, and again, this is the shit I've been working on, right? For me to get validation and feel worthy of shit, I have to fix broken people. I have to take broken people and put them back together so they can walk and talk, right? Really, you know, if, if, if I think about it, okay, and I'm not trying to get egotistical here, but with my business partner, uh, the former one, right, and even with Paula, I've kind of been a little bit of a jumping board. For my ex-business partner, tremendously so, right? I can just look at my JV list and everyone that he works with that had, didn't even have a clue he existed on this earth before he worked with me. Like, I can see that it was my introduction that kind of introduced him to these people, and then he did the work and got the results, and that's why they work with him. I'm not saying that I, you know, I, I basically put my thumb up and, and greenlit him the whole way. I'm just saying without those introductions for me, probably wouldn't have happened, right? With Paula, she did a lot of stuff on her own, but I'd like to think that I helped a little bit. With these other people, I was just like, you're a broken, huddled mess, and I love you, and I'm going to fix you, and fixing you is going to make me feel so good. Well, guess what, folks? Broken people, by and large, okay? I understand this is a broadcast. I'm not talking about each specific situation, but by and large, broken people don't want to get fixed. They don't want to get fixed. They act like they do, but here's what I have found, okay, about myself, about human beings. We have this internal thermostat, all right? And the only way that I can really relate this is money so, so that maybe it will be clear and you'll understand. So when I first got started in Internet marketing, my thermostat was set at zero. Then it was set at 100 bucks a month, then 1000 then 2000 Then I remember thinking, man, if I could just make $10,000, $10,000, if I just do $10,000 in sales a year or a month, that will be awesome. Then I did that. Then I was like, man, if I could just do 20. Then I did that. Then I was like, man, if I could just do 30. Then I did that. Each time the thermostat adjusts to where now if I make $10,000 in a month, right, the alarm's going off. The fire alarm in my brain is going off going, hey, motherfucker, you got to make more money. Quit being a loser. Work, work, work. You got it. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got, right? Because the thermostat has been permanently adjusted. Well, the opposite can also be true. If you're not used to doing shit and having shit and having money and a steady life and all that stuff, then that's what you're used to. And when you get that other things in your life, that's the uncomfortable thing that your brain goes, the fire alarm goes, hey, what is the stability? Fuck that. Get away from that. I know it doesn't sound logical, but let me ask you this. How many lotto owners do you know go broke? Why do they go broke? Because they're not used to having all that money. Nobody taught them how to do proper money management. And they're used to being you know, broke, dumb, and desperate. So they spend all their money so, in fact, they can get back to where they feel happy. Right? They feel best. Oh, I'm miserable. I hate being broke. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you $10,000 and I guarantee you within a year, right, you're going to be broke again. It's long if you don't adjust your internal thermostat, right? With my last VA uh, that I fired, I was like, hey, you're asking for a huge raise while we're having our worst month in 36 months. And she's like, well, that's on you because you didn't record a podcast at the beginning of the month. And I'm like, really? Okay. Interesting. Right? Here's what's even more interesting. So I fired her on a Sunday. The following Sunday, my PayPal balance went from $500,000, $500,000, that'd be pretty awesome, right? $500, because that's what I like to keep because I scrape it every week, right? Up to almost $12,000. One change, it got rid of the anchor, right? One change, got rid of the anchor. What I really think it was for this person was their thermostat is set at not having any money. So when I go, hey, there's no money, their, their fire alarm doesn't go off because they're like, of course there's no money. I've never had any money. I'm not good with money, so it doesn't bother me that there's no money. 
Why would it bother me that there's no money? Why, why, you know, seriously, why would it bother me that there's no money? I'm always used to having no money, or at least I'm currently used to it. All right? So that stuff is really, really important. So you can't hire broken people, which I know you're like, well, duh, Tim, trust me, right? I consider myself a pretty smart guy. But I also would tell you that I made some incredibly dumb mistakes. That was it. Okay? You can't hire broke people. You can't hire people that you want to help. They have to want to help themselves. Right? I used to be like, okay, let's give them money. Let's give them situation. Let's be a cool boss. Let's not jump their ass. Let's blah, 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 blah. Right? That stuff, by and large, is not appreciated and is often taken advantage of. So... Don't hire dumpster fires. Don't hire people that you want to help. Hire people that are the best for the job, right? That can, or, you know, people say hire people that are smart. Hire people that can do a great job for you and reward them financially, all right? Now, I've got a huge list of notes, so I'm just going to kind of go through them. So please forgive me if I'm kind of um, all over the place. So you don't hire dumpster fires. You don't hire people that you, you know, want to help or mentor. It's like that confuses things. It's like if you're going to mentor them, charge them a fee so that they respect your time. Right? So that didn't help. All right? The third thing was pay. I've been all over the place. I'll pay you an hourly wage. I'll pay you a flat rate. Flat rate, rate. I'll pay you a rate plus a percentage of the company. I still have not found it out. I paid the VA that I, I hired and had to fire. I was paying her $12,000 more than I had ever paid anybody else on top of, uh, you know, and, and then she wanted an additional almost $10,000 raise, right, which would have been, what, $22,000 more than I was paying that 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 I'd paid anybody else. So w- pay the most you can afford to get the highest quality that you can. Because if you try to go cheap and you hire someone strictly on price, that's all they're going to care about too. So when you hire someone for four bucks and I come along and go, hey, how about four fifty? They're gone. There's no loyalty. There's no loyalty towards you, and there's no loyalty towards the business. And I will also say this, okay? Um, It's on the list later, but I want to talk about it now, all right? For you to be taken serious and for your business to be taken serious, you have to be serious. And if I'm blunt-ass honest with myself, that is where I fail a lot of the time. Because I love this business, I respect this business, but there have been times in my life where I have been incredibly careless with it, where I have not cared about the outcome, where I have not put in the time, the effort, and the energy to get the result that I wanted. And let me tell you something. If you don't give a shit about your business, what you're basically telling your employees is they don't have to give a shit about your business as well. And the same thing goes with how they treat and talk to you. If you don't demand, and I'm not saying, I hate that word, demand. If you don't, you know, if you don't command, I don't know. If you if, if they don't respect you and they can tra- treat and talk to you however you want, right, then they're going to do that. Right, the VA that that I was talking about earlier that I, I fired because of the money issue, right? I, she wrote me and she was like, "Well, listen, I know you've never had anyone that's strong or opinion work working with you, you know, but we're equals and this and that, you know." I, I didn't have enough time because you know, 
fired her. But uh, had I had more time, I would have had a conversation where I would have been like, hey, listen, uh, we're not equals because I'm the guy that's cutting the check. You're the person that's cashing it. Now, that doesn't mean that you treat them with disrespect or think any less of them. In fact, I try to treat the people that work for me better than I treat myself, right? But it, it means that, hey, there's a chain of command, and when push comes to shove, the guy writing the check gets to dictate what the person cashing the check does as long as it's not illegal or immoral. So for me, right, dumpster fires, people needing help, all right, not taking your business serious, not making sure that their situation is stable. The other thing is lack of training. I'll be honest with you. The reason Paula still works for me is because she didn't bug me to get trained. She was like, hey, I need, you know, she's like, I need to do this. I'm like, great. Go figure out how to do it and come back and report. And she's like, uh, okay. And, and she would go off and she would do that. That, by the way, is why she is so... Uh, successful in her part-time business, which I never explained to you, but that's the reason I'm going through this whole drama because Paula Steen went off and became a success, right? Left the nest, started selling t-shirts, and now is like a t-shirt mogul. All you guys out there, you know, I, I see this shit on my Facebook wall all the time. Oh, hey, I sold 100 t-shirts. Y'all can't hold a candle to Paula. I can't tell you legally the amount of t-shirts that she sold, but she smokes almost every person I know in this industry. And she did that while working for me full-time. Okay? Which leads me to now needing a new VA because here's the deal. Okay? And this is not – I want to be very clear. This is not – I'm not blaming Paul. I would do the exact same thing. But look, if I'm paying you, hypothetical, I'm paying you $500 a week and you're making $5,000 a week on T-shirt, right? Who do you think is going to get the more of attention, right? Who do you think is going to do that? The, the person paying five grand, not the person paying 500, right? So when you have employees that are doing like 12 different things for, you know, they got their business, they got their cousin's business, they got this, they got that, they can't be devoted to you, which is why I say no part-time players, Okay. No part-time players because people that don't work for you part-time only give a shit about your business part-time. Okay? Because let's be honest, if you're working for me part-time, you don't need this money to live, right? You guys ever walked in and see like an old retiree working in a store who just did not give a fuck because he's like, basically, uh, I come here between the hours of 8 and 3 so I don't have to listen to my wife bitch about whatever, you know, like they just don't care because they don't need the money. They're like, look, I'm required to show up. I'm required to turn oxygen into CO2 and that's it. That's all. That's all you're getting from me, right? So no part-time players. But going back to my original point, man, maybe I should check out some ADD medicine. Maybe one day, right, was lack of training. And I, I suck at that, okay? I, I will admit it. That is a huge crux for me, and it's something that I am really, really working on uh, for the next person, okay? Whether it's dedicated training hours, I don't know, okay? But it, it needs to be something that I improve upon so I can actually train these people. What I did last time was I was like, hey, I, I have a VA that's an internet marketer, so they know it, so we should be good, which they were okay, Okay, um, they were good, but they weren't. Um, we just we just weren't compatible. I mean, that's just the bottom line. All right. And the last mistake I made was I wanted a jack of all trades. Okay, and that's just not that's not practical. All right, you can't have someone that's amazing at everything. The truth of the matter is, I'm probably only good at two or three things, and I'm probably only really good at one or two things. So it's unrealistic for me 
to have a, you know, it's an unrealistic expectation for me to expect someone to be perfect, all right? For all the amazing and wonderfulness of Paulistine, and there are countless, I mean, I could just do like a podcast devoted to how awesome she is. She does have some stuff that, you know, does inhibit the business at time, right? She decided, crazy woman, that she wanted to have a bigger family. So they adopted the cutest kid ever, right? Well, that's awesome for them, and I'm happy for them, and they're great, and the kid's got a mohawk. At like six months, this kid has got more hair than I do, right? But that impacts her ability to work for me because she's got to, you know, be a stay-at-home mom now with two kids, right? And, and so it's not a bad thing. It's just that stuff impacts, right, her business doing so well. That impacts my business because, again, I'm paying you X. They're paying you Y. Like any logical person, you pay attention to the person that pays the most. But I also want to be clear that – she has been incredibly loyal to me and stuck with me despite the fact that she's made all this money. I mean, if the roles were reverse, no matter how much I love that person, I would have been out of the business a long time ago. So I don't want there to be any animosity or, or th- people think hard feelings. I, in a lot of ways, owe everything. Uh, I owe a ton to Paula, right? I'll stop short of saying everything because, you know, I have a little bit of talent and charisma. But, you know, and and the other thing is Paula was the gentle edge to my jagged edge, right? Paula is amazing at customer support. She can set up the technicals. So she just did all the shit that I hated, which was great, that allowed me to focus on all the stuff that I love to do. And because of that, that made me happy. It made her happy. It made us a lot of money. And things were really, really good. So... That's it, right? I mean, that's this the terribleness of it. Uh, I want to tell you kind of where I'm going forward from it, and I want to also say this because I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I think it's important. No matter who you hire, no matter what they do, no matter any of that shit, guess what? You're still ultimately responsible. And I will say that a large reason I think I wanted a business partner and a lot of uh, a large reason I've, I've sloughed off a lot of responsibility in my earlier days to assistance and stuff is I was looking for a Buddha, okay? And for those of you who don't know, a Buddha is a term Perry Belcher taught me in his secret selling system, which is amazing and you should own, by the way. Um, and basically what a Buddha is is you putting your trust or faith in the other person to do the dirty work for you. And, you know... I can just be honest with myself and say, in a lot of ways, I probably was looking for someone that was just like, oh man, I hate this, but it's got to be done. You know, I don't really want to have to do all this affiliate bullshit, but I have to. So I'll just hire someone to go do it. You just figure out how to make it work. I don't know. You go do it. And then they would try. It didn't work. And then I'd be like, shit, I actually have to get involved to do work. This is terrible. This is terrible, right? Um, so no matter what, the buck stops with me. Okay, I can say, well, my assistant didn't do it, but bottom line is I still have to do it. All right? It's like, well, yeah, okay, your assistant didn't do it. You still got to be done. Right? We're going to start pre-selling the traffic and conversion notes today. Okay? If Paula gets hit by a bus, God forbid, right? Paula gets hit by a bus tomorrow, guess what? That traffic and conversion page still has to be up um, no matter what. So, so, yeah, so there you go. I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, flat out, that's just kind of where, um, where I am. One one other thing I want to share with you guys with that, and then I'll kind of talk to you about what I'm doing to kind of um, prevent this in the future, okay? Is you have to understand that nothing is forever. I wish it was, you know. If I could, right, if if I could have my way, I would go back 
uh, to when Teespring got popular, hack their website, you know, put a malicious code in there, whatever I have to do to get that place to break and, and you know, delete Paula's email account so she would never see that, you know, so that, so, so that this day didn't come. But no matter how great and how amazing someone is, eventually they're going to walk away one way or the other, whether it be, you know, their own business opportunity, another business opportunity, or retirement or death or whatever, like everything breaks. And I remember reading that with Dan Kennedy in one of his books and I was like, man, this motherfucker needs a hug because he is so negative. But like everything, I come to find that dear old Dan and mean old Dan, actually not so mean these days, but uh, old school really mean Dan had a point. And you can't expect things to last forever. So here's what I'm doing to prevent the mistakes of the past, but also... Um, you know, correct some things and improve the future. So the first thing I did was I went out and I, after I got rid of the last week, I said, you know what? I'm tired of doing this one-to-one. Because if you hire one person and they go away, you're screwed. You got to start all over. You got to retrain the brain. You got to do all that stuff, right? You have to do all that stuff. And that's just a pain um, to do. So what I have decided to do was I actually hired an agency, that's right. I hired an agency, and they're based in the Philippines, right? Which you're like, wait a second, Tim, you talked about how terrible it was. Here's the deal, right? I decided I wanted one – instead of having one person, I wanted to have multiple people working for me, okay? That's just what I decided. I want to have multiple people working for me. That way, if Johnny calls in sick, Jane, Sally, Susie, and Dick are still around, right? Those are the most generic white boy names, Okay, Um, so I hired an agency. I hired them, and and this is initial. Okay, so right now they're getting my preliminary blessing. But you know, if if things go bad, I'll be recording another podcast about it, no no doubt, right? But right now, uh, I'm using a company by Kevin O'Connell. God, I hope I'm doing that right, Kevin. uh, Called the Offline Assistants. Okay, Uh, it's Offline Assistant. Let me just make sure this is the right one. Uh, dot com yes and he's got a cool webinar and all that stuff but you can reach out to him and talk to him um, and basically what you do is you play a flat fee and they do unlimited tasks for a flat fee per month okay um, you can talk to him because I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast um, so I don't want to tell you any rates I will tell you if you tell him that Tim uh, sent you right you just say hey I heard heard about you on the two drink Tim podcast he's probably going to kick you a little bit of a break in the price just just a little FYI, right? Um, so I hired these people, and they're great right now because I have Paula kind of interfacing with them. I don't interface with them directly, and I hope to kind of not interface with them directly uh, except in you know rare circumstances. So these guys do the shit that I hate to do but is necessary. The technical setup, setting up products, right, setting up squeeze pay, all that stuff that I hate, I can outsource now for one low fee, and it doesn't matter. And these guys usually get it done within 24 to 48 hours. Obviously, if you have a huge job, it's going to take them a little while longer. But so far, I've been pretty impressed. You're going to have a learning curve just like you are with anybody. But the great thing is that I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Okay, because I have a whole crew working for me, not just one person. So that's thing number one. Hire an agency over a person. I am currently telling you to check out offline, uh, you know, offlineassistant.com. All right. And the other thing I'm doing, okay, uh, Kevin O'Connor, by the way. Yeah, not O'Connell. What the, you know, Irish. The guy's Irish. I thought O'Connell, 50 50 shot. O'Connor. Sorry, Kevin. My bad. This is the Two Drink Tim podcast. I did mention that, right? All right. So the other thing I'm doing is this I'm videoing everything that I do. 
Okay, so when when they hit me up and go, hey Tim, how do we do this or how do we access it? I pull up the old screen uh, screencast omatic, all right, and I record it for them so that they have it. I also record it so that if for some reason I have to say audio see you later, that guess what? I've got those videos and I can just give them to to my next VA and say, hey, this is what you need to do for here. So do it once, but you get to leverage that training over and over. So I've got an agency. I'm doing that. The other thing is this. I'm also scaling back responsibilities. I think a lot of the reason why um, – I haven't had great stuff with VA is, you know, my business is very up and down in terms of, you know, this week we're incredibly busy. Next week we're not busy at all. This month we're slammed. Next month we're looking at the walls going, hmm, what was it like when we made money? Can anybody tell me that? Right? It's not that bad, but you get the idea. So it's tough when it's busy to, like, throw everything, right? Like I, I started making a list of all the stuff I want to talk to Paula about. Uh, and I'm already to two pages, right? And this is just stuff we need done over the next two two weeks. And it's like if I gave that all to her, she would just implode and crumble just like I would implode and crumble. So what you have to do is not hire a jack-of-all-trades but hire people for specific situations. And I will tell you this stupidly, okay? I have hired people or started the hiring process, and they go, well, what do you need me for? And I go, uh, um – I don't know. That's a good question. Let me kind of figure that out and get back to you. Sounds stupid, but I've done it. You need to know. This is what I want them for. And only have them do just a few tasks, okay? If you try to have them do, again, a jack-of-all-trades, then their time and their money and their their ability and their capacity and their bandwidth and whatever other you know Y2K sayings you want to say just get destroyed. And I don't want to have that happen to you. So one of the reasons I hired the Filipino wrecking crew is I I affectionately refer to them, right? One of the reasons I hired them was they are going to set up, they're taking care of my customer support uh, to a large degree. They're setting up the technical stuff. These are all things I get off my plate, all things I want off the new VA's plate as well. The reason being is I want them to be able to focus on where their high value skills and targets are, right? If you need a download link, right, one of the Filipino Wrecking Crew people can get that to you. I don't need someone that is a Facebook ads expert answering customer support emails. So it's all about putting the right people in the right position. Well, how do I know if they're the right person? Well, let me tell you what I'm doing with that as well. The first thing I'm doing is I'm asking more questions, right? So one of the things I've added since the last VA is, hey, tell me a little bit about your financial situation, Okay. Now I'm not asking them to get into specifics, but if they start talking about how they owe, you know, more money to the government than, you know, legally allowed and, you know, they're basically calling me from a Skype connection at the public library, you know, or, and they're eating matchsticks to stay warm and full. And it's like, that's not someone you want in your business because again, their problem instantly becomes your problem. You try to fix it. It just distracts, right? What you want is healthy, happy employees that can focus on the job at hand, which is to help make the business grow. So so that they can make more money. So not only that, but I'm also going to be incorporating some personality test t- uh, testing and some reading. So here's what I mean by that, right? I, I, there's like the Colby, there's Strength Finders. I'm going to have them take those tests. Of course, I'm going to pay for them. When, when I'm not going to do it for everybody, but when I get down to the final two or three, I'll have them take those tests. And that will let me know. like, Because I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I don't need another me, right? I need someone that can 
do what they need to do, right? And it can, can be a strength where I am a weakness. That's what I really need. So I'm going to have a specific job for them. They're going to do this. And I also am going to want them to read the five love languages, which sounds crazy. I know like it's, it's a book that's recommended for married couples, but I truly believe it applies. It applies to uh, coworkers as well, because if you know how that person feels appreciated, then you can appreciate them. For instance, Paula is a words of affirmation person. So when I say in gruff, angry tone something to her, that has a 10 times impact as if I said it in a nice loving tone which sometimes I forget, especially in moments of being disappointed or upset with something, okay? But because I know that, I also know that I can treat her uh, and make her feel special and show how much I appreciate her by the words that I say to her, right? And, and believe it or not, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, that I think that's the reason why Paula stayed with me for so long, because she's enjoyed her time working with me, as I have enjoyed my time with her, but she feels appreciated. You know, I try to validate her as much as possible, and I try to show her how much I appreciate her as much as possible, as well verbally, you know, as well as other ways. I've sent her gifts, you know, I, you know, Christmas bonus, you know, all the stuff you should do just as a good human being to show the people that help you that you appreciate their help. So we got training, we got a specific job plan, you know, and the training part, by the way, I think I'm just going to have to put that on the calendar. Just be like, all right, every Monday we got to talk about this stuff, right? Know specifically what they want to do. Make sure that you investigate their background a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as doing a credit check, but if I needed to, I would because I'd much rather know up front that these people are going to be dumpster fires than three months down the road after I've spent, you know, I don't know, six, $8,000 on the minimum, not to mention my time and resources, getting them trained up. So that's a big thing that I'm going to be doing. The other thing I'm doing is this, like we're not going to get married on the first date anymore. It used to be like, hey, how you doing? I'm Tim. Hey, I'm James. Hey, James, you want to come work for me? Hell yeah, I do. Great. Look, can you start tomorrow? Fantastic. No, 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 no. Not going to do that shit anymore. What I'm going to do now is, hey, I got this one-off project. Are you interested in doing it? Yeah, let's see. Let's just see how we work together. Do you hate my guts at the end of it? Do I hate your guts? Did you do a good job? Did you take feedback? Did I give a proper training and instruction? What What is it? You know, What can I do for you? How can I help you? Things like that, right? So project, then temporary. So I have legal paperwork, and I recommend you get a lawyer involved to, to do this, um, but I have legal paperwork that we draw up that has a contract that basically says your first 90 days, you can be fired for any reason. Your second 90 days, same thing. Your third 90 days, same thing, right? Like we do an extended period of probation because I want to make sure this person is right. And what we do is stagger wages. So let's just say for easy math, I'm going to bring you in at 36000 Let's just say that is, right? What I'm going to start you off is at 30. Okay, that way if you turn out to be a, a big POS, right, or, or we just don't fit or whatever happens, I, I didn't spend that extra money on you. Then I'm going to bump you up to like say 33 and then 36, okay? Again, I want to make sure someone's there that, that's committed. Now, one thing I didn't do, well, I did do it in the past. Let me tell you, I screwed this up in the past and how I plan to fix it uh, in the future. For a short, short time, Paula and I uh, were doing this thing where she would get 10%. I think it was, no, it wasn't, I don't even remember if it's that much. That sounds really high. She would get a percentage of total sales, right, 
over and above a certain amount. And that was awesome, except for then it became, well, we got a mail to make the number, not because we got a mail because it's the best thing to do for the prospect. And it just, it became tough. Then, you know, we would think we made a million dollars this month. Then we would talk to, um, you know, then we would talk to the accountant and he would be like, hey, bad news, you, you made like seven cents this month, you know, just like all that stuff. Um, so it, it just created a sense of conflict that I didn't like and I didn't like having the stress of having to deal with that. So what we what we in turn switched it to was, hey, we'll do a bonus. Um, and, and what I did, again, you don't have to do this, but I, we would just pick a day a month that I would mail and she would mail an affiliate offer and whatever that affiliate offer brought in, she would get. If it was 500 bucks, she got it. If it was $10,000, right, which it never was, unfortunately, but if it was, guess what? She got that as well. So those are just a few of the things that we've done in the past. So what I am considering doing is, you know, have the training thing, work on a few projects before, um, a base salary, they can either decide. You can have a higher base salary and no percentage of profits or a lower base salary with a percentage of profits. I would prefer you to take the lower and then the percentage of profits just because my monthly nut is easier to make, to meet and if it doesn't work out, right, or it's, it's something that... Um, you know, we have a slow month. I'm not like, oh man, I owe this money no matter what. And the other thing is it gets them involved in the process. It gives them a reason why it's like, okay, we need to make this money so I can make more money, but it gets them involved in the process. It's not like, well, Hey, you know what? My check's showing up no matter what each and every week. I don't care. Like, oh, Tim's drowning and the house is on fire. Man, it really sucks to be him. Hey, do you have my paycheck? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where's my paycheck? No, no, no. I hear you screaming because you're on fire, but where's my money? You know, I like, I just don't, I just don't want that. Okay. I just, I flat out uh, don't want that. You know, and, and again, going back with the old adage of hire slow and fire fast. Again, that was something else. I was like, bullshit. But if I'm honest, there were warning signs at the very beginning or near the very beginning. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It'll improve. I'm sure if I don't address it or talk about it, I'm sure it'll just fix itself on its own, which shockingly it never fucking does. But I still, 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 right? I still, still, still run into that. So this podcast has been incredibly long. I want to finish with some, some more tips and kind of tell you what I'm looking for. And then I am honestly going to open this up for suggestions because clearly I am not uh, well versed at hiring people. And, and, you know, if you got some tips or suggestions, uh, I'm all ears, but here's what I'm looking for. I want a virtual assistant. Okay. Preferably U S based. If, if not, you know, I, I could take Canada or the lower country, right? Mexico. I said the lower country, Mexico. Um, for a full-time virtual assistant, okay, 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday, except when it's not Monday through Friday, and except when it's not 40 hours a week. See, our job fluctuates. You may work 27 hours this week. You may work 52 next week, right? I need someone that understands that, someone that wants to come in, right, turn on the light at 7.58 and leave at 5.02. That's not the right person for this job because that's not how this business is. Right now, as soon as I get done here, I got to go pack, and I got to go jump on a plane. Guess what? Paula is already on a plane out there. We're hanging out. She's leaving her family for the week. Guess what? You know, like that's just how our business is. I'm not going to turn down a huge wad of cash, you know, because it's like, well, I want to get this webinar out this week, but we're at 38 hours this week. No, no, no. So above all, I want a full-time person that needs 
my income to survive, right? Needs my money to survive. No part-time players here, all right? I need someone that's going to be proactive and ask me questions, okay? If I give you a pot, right, or a pan or whatever, you know, and a cup of soup and a can opener, and I stand you in front of a stove, I don't want to have to go and go, okay, what you do here, Johnny, is you you just screw this top off there, you put it in there, you heat it up. You, I don't want to do that. I want you to be able to connect the dots. Let me tell you something. If you're proactive, you will be successful in life. I'm just, uh, I had bosses tell me this, and I was like, bullshit, but you know what? Turns out they were smart. I was stupid. They were right. I was not, I was wrong. If you're proactive and help me make money, I'm going to make you more money. I'm going to give you more money. If you make yourself invaluable, which is what Paula did, right? Do you think after six months of her handling shit for me, do you think I could just be like, see you, Paula? You're No. I was like, damn, Paula, if I hadn't been burnt so bad by the last business partner, I'd make you my business partner now. But I'm already, you know, I learned my lesson from doing all the work and only getting half the pay and none of the credit, right? Like, I'm not going to do that again. So, Make yourself invaluable to that person. Be proactive. The other thing is be aggressive. Be aggressive, right? I saw that on a movie somewhere. But like, you know, today, if I give you a task today, I want it done yesterday and I'm upset when it's not done by tomorrow because we need to be aggressive. You know, we make money by helping others. The way we help others is by putting offers out there, content, podcasts, all this stuff. So I need people that can be aggressive to get one thing done because I've got a hundred other things on the list that we got to get done so we can get them done completely. All right. The other thing that I'm doing, um, you know, so full time, I want someone that's aggressive. I want someone that understands the market. Look, I don't want to take Joe Blow. I have yet to find someone that doesn't, who's like, I don't even know what the internet is and, and seeing them turn into this amazing and awesome, uh, virtual assistant project manager, whatever you want to call it. So I'm going to be looking for someone that has a little bit of experience so that I can teach them. So I'm not having to be like, this is a squeeze page because I just don't have the patience for that. Okay. I, I'm that guy that honks at the at the green light when the light turns green about three nanoseconds after it does. I'm like, come on, buddy, let's go, let's go, let's go. <sighs> this is good therapy, by the way. Yeah, I hope you guys are appreciating uh, the free therapy there. Okay, um, I'm gonna try and go U.S. based um, or you know North America based, just because I want people to understand the language and understand the culture. Okay, I understand that you know, I just I mean. I love the Filipino Wrecking Crew. They're awesome. They understand it. They're professional. Okay? But I just want someone that, you know... The other reason... I'll just be honest with you. The other reason I want someone that's close to me... If shit hits the fan, right? If 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 the end of days are upon us, I want to be able to hop something and be at their front door within a few hours. Right? If, like, I log into PayPal and all my money's gone and I see it's deposited in their account, right? I want to be, like, within a 12-hour ass-kicking radius. Right? We're like, all right, we're going to send the drones down, then I'm going to fly down, then we're going to go from there. So what I'm going to do is hire these people temporarily, um, you know, try some projects with them, try and temp, and then bring somebody on full time. When I do, it'll be at a good salary, okay? At least what they're making now, if not a little bit more, again, to take care of them. All right, to give them the training that they need, to give them the time, to have them focus on where they do things the best, and more importantly, where they can help my business the most. Right, where they can help my business the most, where they can enjoy it, and where we can all maximize our leverage, our time, our talents, and our abilities. And that is what I'm going to do eventually. 
Okay, because let me tell you, if you've never hired someone and had it blown up in your face, right, to me, it's a lot like dieting, right? The first time you diet and you lose weight, you're like, fuck yeah, then you gain the weight back, and you're like, ah, that sucks, okay, but I'll do it again, I'll do it again. Well, after about the fifth or sixth time of you dieting and gaining it back, every time it gets harder and harder to do the diet again because you already know the outcome, but what you're worried about is a secondary outcome. It's like, hey, listen. Uh, I know I'm going to lose the weight doing the Atkins diet, but I also know that the second I have a carb, right, you're going to see me in the corner blowing dudes for Big Macs, and I'm going to gain all the weight back and lose all my self-respect, right? So that's why it's so tough to do this because I'm just like, man, I gotta, I gotta go on this diet again. I gotta, I gotta climb this hill again. I gotta go find somebody, train them by having a clear job description, by having paperwork, by having a training plan in place, by recording as much of it as possible so that if they do flake out or, or more realistically, when they do peace out, whether it's to go to another job, start their own company, whatever, that you have that training there so you don't have to start from zero, it will help you tremendously. But get down what you expect from that person. Test them, right? What I'm doing right now with people is I'm throwing little jobs at them. And if they do a good job, then they move on to the next round. If they don't, they don't. Because if you can't do a one-off project successfully, I highly doubt that you're going to be able to do a huge project, okay? And in addition to that, like I said, I'm going to limit their responsibilities to just a few key elements so that we can ensure that, that we get maximum profitability from all involved. So this podcast has gone crazy long. I am now ridiculously late for the packing adventures. Uh, I will be hopefully uh, recording some interviews out of traffic conversions. We'll be dripping them out. Again, if you want our notes, uh, we are limiting them. A thousand units sold just from us. Okay. Um, and you can go get those at traffic and conversion summit notes.com traffic and conversion summit notes.com. And thanks so much for listening to this podcast. By the way, I appreciate all the positive feedback, you know, tag me in social media when you listen to this thing, right? Do, do whatever, you, you know, email me at contacttimcastman.gmail.com. Just let me know you're listening to it and getting a little bit of value. And that makes me do these things more and more. So just give me the thumbs up. Let me know that you, your ears are attuned. And uh, until next week, uh, it's been my pleasure uh, talking about my dumpster fires, my uh, desperate times in the Filipino wrecking crew. Thanks so much for your time and attention. I'll see you next week.